Hello, new listeners and old listeners alike. Welcome or welcome back to Growing 20s. My name's Jenny. I have a very special guest today, Lena. Hi. (laughs) Lena is a regular guest, but we haven't done an episode together in so, so long. So that's why I'm super excited for today. Brief introduction to Growing 20s. It's just a podcast where I talk about whatever's on my mind. A lot of issues pertaining to things in your 20s. Uh, For example, jobs and careers. So that's a great segue into today's topic. Me and Lena are going to be talking about our crazy work stories, our horror work stories. And yeah, let's just jump right in. But um, for context, Lena, how many jobs have you worked in total in your whole life? In my whole life. Yeah, your whole 21 Um, years of life. I have over five years of customer experience. And Mm. then three other jobs are just kind of like office related, you could say. You have a lot of crazy stories, though, because you've worked in a lot of fast food places like Tim Hortons, Booster Juice, right? Yep. And I'm super excited to hear about those. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I've never worked in fast food, so I live uh, vicariously through Lena that way. But all most of my jobs have been related to working with kids. So that has its own kind of funny story. But I've worked maybe eight jobs, just very little, you know, side hustles here and there. But all right, Lena, you go first, whatever you want to share first, let's just jump right into it. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm gonna start with like the smaller ones first. So that way we can climb up to like mm, the work bigger up. stories. True. All right. So one of my very first jobs, actually, was working on a farm. And I used to be really big into crafting. I'd, like, make these little dolls, needle felt kind of things. Yeah, you would make them for me. I asked you to make me, like, a little dog or something for my yes. friend's birthday in grade I, eight. In grade I eight. I remember. Yes. I don't remember if I made you it. I think I did. No, you did, because I had it for a while. Yeah, I don't it have like, it anymore. I but... had so much fun making them. And this older gentleman... He comes up to me and is like, oh, wow, you made this? I love pretty little Asian girls who can make <gasps> things. Ew! Was I, he an old white man? Yes. Mine, That's you know, so I weird. was like 12 at that time. You were literally severely so underage. It's actually illegal. I know. And I just didn't know how to respond to that. So I just looked at him and was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> that is so creepy. I can't believe that someone said that to you. Like who? I was, I was The audacity. Kinda, I was just trying to like. After that, I was, like, shook after. And I'm like, okay, what was going yeah. on in his mind? Like, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe he doesn't know that I'm 12 because I looked a bit older for my age when I was 12. So I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. But even then, like, you would say that to someone. You still wouldn't say it to anybody, though, like, regardless of your age. Like, what if oh, I went up to someone who was white and I was like, I love when white people just, like, breathe air. <laughs> like, that's so weird. It's so cringe. And okay. it's like, man, my other coworkers are, like, looking around. They're like, did he? Did, did I hear that? So he, so he said it like out loud. Yeah, he and said everybody it out loud. in vicinity heard. Oh yeah, this. everyone in the vicinity heard him, and like we were just shocked. We were speechless. Like they didn't know what to say. No one oh, intervened or anything. Like, she was speechless. I, I mean, I would just cry honestly. Oh no, I'd probably go home and cry. I'd be like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's weird. But oh well. <laughs> 
Okay, I'll jump into one of my stories now. I only have three, so, but um, as you know, I worked with kids a lot. So I used to work as a dance teacher. I taught like baby ballet to like three to five-year-old kids for about two semesters. And with working with such a young age range like that, we dealt with a lot of temper tantrums and a lot of kids who didn't know how to be away from their parents, right? And so during these dance classes, we would let the parents sit in and watch um, because they wanted to and also because some of the kids really had s- bad separation anxiety like they couldn't be away from their parent even if they were outside the door Aww. um so we had these this one kid evan oh wait should i say their name no that's fine <laughs> it's okay just <laughs> say it's so a fake many... name yeah, yeah it's a big name <laughs> it's a fake there's... name <laughs> there's so many evans you know like who who knows but anyway um, this kid's name was Evan. He was six years old. He was like the sweetest kid ever. And then his brother, he was a menace. Okay, his brother's name, he was like two or three. His name was Ethan, fake name. Um, and he threw the biggest tantrum I have ever seen in my life. Oh Me my and my coworker would be trying to teach the class, and he would just be screaming bloody murder at the top of his lungs. He, his mom tried to control him, but it didn't work because she was one of the more like, you know, she didn't really have control over her kids. So she'd be like, Ethan, stop. Otherwise, I'm going to have to take you outside and you can't be in here anymore. But she would say that like five or six times. And at a certain point, it's like, hey, lady, obviously this isn't working. Just take your kid and leave the room because it was disrupting the entire class. All the other kids were like watching this kid just toddler run around screaming right and all the parents were like starting to look annoyed and I was getting annoyed I'm like hey my ears are starting to hurt so and then it escalated even more this kid started hitting his mom (gasps) smacking her and then he started hitting not me but my co-worker smacked her like on the hand the mom didn't do anything about it and finally finally the mom like just picked him up and like left the room and we're like thank god so (laughs) working with kids like I worked at camp for like four or five years in a row now and we always get pretty bad cases of behaviors that make me go maybe I don't want kids (laughs) um but that was just one of many examples all right your turn wow Jenny you have patience I do I would have like blown up right there just because like I have a very low tolerance for screaming kids I just like Mm. go you hate kids go (laughs) go just leave we don't want you here anymore (laughs) see the thing is when I'm like working at camp I and I reach my limit I'm like I yell. I'm like, I can't do it anymore, oh, right? Yeah. But but when I was working at dance, as a dance teacher, the parents were right there. So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go all beast mode just yet. <laughs> so I had to be like, okay, let's, uh, can you guys please be quiet for a second? Oh, like, yeah. I can't it's... believe you actually yelled too. Because like, you're just like, you're just like so nice. And like, you're like, everyone says that I'm like I can't everyone <laughs> everyone says that trust me I've had my fair share of screaming at work you just get to that <laughs> limit if I break down then nobody's safe <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's true what they say like working in childcare, you need a lot of patience like props to all the parents out there I don't know how you guys do this on a 24-7 basis 100% man trying to trying to look for something that tops that okay oh actually I do have something that tops that so we had a very deranged customer walk in um she asked for a strawberry drink at first and then she was like midway she's like oh no actually I want to have a blueberry drink instead so I typed in blueberry drink 
after the strawberry drink. I was going to delete the strawberry drink after, but she saw those two drinks in that like one minute mark and she just like she started lost screaming it. at me. She lost it. She's like, Oh my god, you're charging me for two drinks when I only asked for one. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay, no, I'm deleting the strawberry one. I just need to add the blueberry one first, just because like it's more efficient to do it that way on the register. So I tried explaining it to her. I was like very calm about it. And she's like and she turns to the customers at the back of the line. She's like, hey, do you see this girl? She's charging me for two drinks. She's scamming me. This is what rapists do. What? She Not called me the R word. <laughs> yeah, she called me a rapist. And thank God that like the, the, the only two male coworkers in the store were at the back of the store. Because if they were at the front and it was a guy taking her order, oh man, people would have been slamming them. So I'm like, oh my God, no way did she do that. And my manager had to step in because I started getting a bit emotional because she was like screaming, like throwing things. She's like, and she and we were just like, hey, like it's a mistake. And just like, you know, it's just two drinks. She only charged you for one in the end, like calm down. And she's just like, no, this is what they're trying to silence me. And she's like, she's like an older white woman as well. And and we're just like, man, we ended up having to call security over to remove Mm -hmm. her because she just. causing a commotion oh yeah causing commotion she like the customers at the at the line they were trying to defend me as well because they're like this girl's unhinged like it's it's not a big deal yeah what is going on it's just like okay she charged you for one smoothie you saw two smoothies on the screen like what is going on yeah and just yeah she started fighting them as well calling them names and it's just like no was anybody way. filming this? No, I don't think so. Thank God. I, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> yeah, so my manager stepped in. She, like, just started tearing at my manager. Just like, yeah, you're still sadistic and things like that. And you're like, you, she knew I was having a bad day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I hope she's okay. I hope she's okay. You know what? I, I In a weird way, I feel sympathy for her because I wonder just how bad her day was going to where this small incident really tipped her over the edge, you know? Yeah, and it's just like it could have been she must have been She must have been going through something. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had to come back and get her drink in the end, but she just, man, she lost yeah. it again. And we're just like, yep, security's back. <laughs> See, fast food, I feel like childcare and then fast food, patience has to be up here. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I like I I had to like take a few minutes after that because I was just like yeah. crying. Like even though it wasn't my fault, just like how unhinged she was. Like she genuinely scared me. I she would have terrified me too. For real. anyone anyone who raises their voice at me, I, I'm so sensitive. I cry like right away. So I, I feel like also you. like having a tough skin. You know, I I've never worked in fast food, and I don't think I could based on the stories that I've heard from you. But also everyone else, I think you need a really thick skin to be able to work in McDonald's or fast or Tim Hortons or whatever. <laughs> okay, my next story. Um, actually, you know, speaking of having a tough skin, in a way, I'm I'm kind of grateful for this experience, but at the same time, low key traumatized me. Um, I like how you're like I'm not I'm not gonna say the names of the places. I straight up was just like, yeah, I worked here. This person's name was this. <laughs> like I'm just so like I do not care. I love that you just don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't. This one, mm, I'm about to expose this person so bad. Okay, so I worked at Kumon. Do you know Kumon? Yes. If I remember correctly, it's like a tutoring after school kind of program yes. kind of thing. Yeah, it's an after school tutoring service and they teach English and math. 
Um, mostly it's like Asian kids who go there because their parents want them to be, you know, excel at these subjects and be really good at it. But I worked at Kumon and I was really excited because I'm like, oh, I want to be a teacher. This will be a good experience for me working with kids, literally teaching. But I had the worst boss ever. And she was genuinely, when I say this, like genuinely the meanest person I've ever met in my entire life. Her name was Simone. <laughs> I'm just exposing her name. It's a fake name, name was... guys. It's okay. Sure, it's a fake name. <laughs> but I, you know what? Let her listen to this. I don't care. <laughs> she needs to know. She needs to know. I don't work there anymore. It's been two years since I quit. Her name was Simone. She had. Um, she was from somewhere in Europe, so she had a pretty thick accent, which made everything she said time times meaner. But she was so mean to not only me, but the kids as well. You know the whole stereotype of like when you're asking your dad for help in math at the kitchen table and everything that he teaches you, he's like yelling at you. He's like, how do you not know what two plus two is? It's so easy. You're such a stupid kid. You know, like that oh, kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. That, that was her. And it shocked me because I'm like, these aren't even her kids. And she was she would be yelling at like four or five year old little children, the cutest little kids I've ever seen. She was so, so rude. And she would also kind of get like handsy with them, too. So at Kumon, they were, I don't know if this was all Kumons, but the Kumon I worked at, she was very specific about the way the kids would sit. Like you had to sit with your back straight, your feet had to be planted on the ground, and she would like move the kids and like shove their chairs in so they were sitting, you know, right in front of the desk, if that made sense. And then, and she was very peculiar about the way you held your pencil too. Like if you held it at a certain angle, she didn't like it. She would grab your wrist and she would move it on the desk. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, is this legal? Uh, I was no too much way. of a chicken to, like, say anything, though. But, yeah, she would get handy with the kids. If anyone asked for help, she'd be like, this is so easy. How do you not know this? Three times three. Come on. Like, and it's like, you're, they're here as a tutoring service. That's why they're asking for help. But she's treating them like every single question is stupid. And I remember she was mean to all the kids, but out of the coworkers, like, out of the people who worked there, she was only mean to me. I know for sure because I saw it. Um, and this one day... I, we're supposed to like clock in by signing in, right? There was a sign-in sheet. You say your, you write your name and then what time you clocked in, right? As all jobs have it. But I didn't know that because she never told me. And also she never told me where the sign-in sheet was. And so one day, it was like my second week of work. Um, she comes up to me and she's like super passive aggressively. You haven't been signing in. How am I supposed to pay you if I don't know what time you clock in? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was a sign-in sheet. She's like, how do you not know there's a sign-in sheet? It's so obvious, like this is a job. Have you never had a job before? And I'm like, you never told me there was a sign-in sheet. And she's like losing patience. She's like, follow me. And she shows me how to sign in, but like super in a sour mood now. Oh and my God. that just like put me off. Um, I, <laughs> but what I did for work was like, if I wasn't grading papers, if I wasn't grading papers, I would be helping the kids with math, but I mostly helped the little kids with, um, like reading so I would like point to each word just say it out loud like dog cat bird and then the little kids would repeat it back to me and I would just do that over and over again so it got repetitive after a while but she would like be watching over my shoulder like a hawk and if I she would like tell me again and again like how to do the instructions even though they were pretty clear like there was a booklet and it told you exactly what to do point to each word and say it three times out loud you know or like trace your pencil through the lines it was so easy but it's like she didn't trust me and she would just be reminding me over and over again in a passive aggressive voice make sure you do it this way make sure you do it this way oh and my God. 
And I got to a point where I like dreaded going to work. Like it made me so anxious. And I only worked one day a week. I came in on Thursdays for like three hours. It wasn't, it was only three hours, but I was like, it's being so bad for my mental health. Like I cannot come back here. And so after talking about it with my friends and family, everyone was like, just quit, just quit. So I was like, okay, yeah. So I like just emailed my boss and I didn't even give her my two weeks notice. I was like, yeah, I'm quitting. I'm not coming back. Bye. (laughs) I wanted to tell her off so bad, but I kept it professional. I was like, I lied. And I was like, dear Simone, sorry, I will not be able to come into work anymore because um, I'm too busy with school. Sorry. Best of luck with everything. Never went back there again. And thank wow. God, I'm, I only worked there for three months, but I just regret not quitting sooner. That really taught me how mean some people are. Like, and 100%. There was a, I, I would dread coming in there. And then there was a good two weeks where she went back to Europe to visit her mom because she was in the hospital or something. Um, and so those two weeks where she wasn't there, I remember like I felt so like unusually calm at work. Like, not having her physically there did so much to me. Like, it was so beneficial to me. It's like, this is such a toxic work environment. And at Kumon, where you're working with kids, like, you wouldn't expect it. So, yeah, that's something that I don't expect. Like, I know there are toxic people in workplaces, especially in, like, since I mainly do, do, since I mainly um, (laughs) deal with fast food and just, like, retail, just, like, with customer service in general, it's just like, oh yeah, you're gonna have bad bosses all the time. Just like when you're dealing with children and like tutoring, you wouldn't I, expect it. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected it. Like especially I, like the whole grabbing the kids, getting all handsy. That's like like big control freak behavior. Yeah, and there were so many times too where I thought, how is this person allowed to run this business? And also, you could tell she just didn't like kids. It was so obvious to me. She did not like kids. She didn't have the patience. She literally told me um, when she interviewed me for the job, because I was trying to make small talk with her. I was trying to get on her good side, right? So I was like, oh, how come, How co- did you ever want to be a regular teacher, like a traditional school teacher, right? She goes, oh, no, I, I could never have the patience for that. <laughs> then I'm like, I was like, oh, haha, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, but you're doing this. So how do you have the patience for this? And newsflash she doesn't she does does not have patience it it just blew my mind and I'm like if only the parents could see how she was treating their kids some parents did see it and they just didn't care I guess so wow um if there's any takeaway from this do not put your kids in Kumon (laughs) I've seen firsthand it's so unnecessary so stressful they're already doing eight hours of work they do not need to be doing extra work at Kumon all right (laughs) agreed and seen and scene mm-hmm. all right then well speaking of bad co-workers i had a few of my own <laughs> uh-oh so here we go me and this other person we both got promoted at the same time to be a supervisor mm. and just it was very hard managing the person and i could tell that it took a toll on the other supervisor because like after our first week of training to be supervisor he came into work every single day high on weed oh no and I had to cover for him so many times just because he's like yeah I can't function without it he's like way too stressed out and I'm surprised he was able to get away with it for so long because like the managers would see him like coming in like out of his mind and it was actually kind of sad because like he just he couldn't handle the stress but was this a a fast food environment 
Uh, yeah, it was a fast food environment, very okay. high paced. Yeah. For context, I only worked there for like two months and then I became supervisor and then worked the remaining. And one weren't year you there. like um, 17, 16? Yeah, 17, 16 around that wow. age. Wow. You, you so... hear this a lot about like literal teenagers being put as managers. That's crazy to me. Oh, yeah, 100%. And a lot of my coworkers, they didn't respect me either because like I'm way younger You're so than young. they are. Yeah. And yeah. they've been working there for like 20 or something years. And all of a sudden, I show up and I'm in a position of power, and they're just like, "Yeah, why should we listen to her? Like, she doesn't right. know anything." And I'm just there, like, "Well, wait, yeah. but why? But why would they give you the manager position if there's people with higher seniority?" That's the thing I don't understand. You said like, they've been there for twenty years. Yeah, they and... were there for like years, like decades. Actually, actually, what? and you were there for two months. And How I was is that there possible? for two months. How? All I can say is that, like, the managers they picked hard favorites. So okay. this other guy, he was involved in some rumors about like sleeping with the managers and that's why Ooh. he was able to get the position. I don't okay. know how I got it because I was kind of a jerk to everyone. I'm <laughs> up there, I'm like, I go to work, I do the bare minimum, I leave. It's fast food. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not yeah. going to put much effort to it. So he was able to get away with it for such a long time. And eventually he just, one day he just didn't show up to work anymore. And they're like, okay, well, lean up. You're taking all of his shifts. You work 60 hours a week now. And I'm like, oh, great. great. Six, wait, wait, 60 hours a week? You're 60 not exaggerating? Hours. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. That's more than a full-time job. Exactly. Because we wow. were, because like the turnover rate was so high as well. Yeah. So they just had to, they couldn't find anyone to fill the supervisor role. I don't know why they didn't like ask the people in seniority to take the role, but they were just like, no, nope, we're going to find someone else. They didn't find someone else. I left eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's insane. It was insane. Oh my gosh. This was a time when weed was still illegal, by the way. So it's just like, wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. How was believe. first of all, how was he allowed to come into work like that? Second of all, wouldn't he be arrested? Cause like, you know, because you said people could tell he was high. Oh right? yeah, like his eyes, like they were like bright red. Like you could just tell. And it's just like And he, he was still really... able yeah he was still able to do the job he did it really well so i think that's why they let him get away with it okay. but i'm like i just found it funny because i'm like yeah. okay i could have like showed up to work drunk and like done the same thing and like, <laughs> but man. also what does it say that like your environment was so stressful he had to be high just to do it you know yeah exactly. just to like go through it like that's speaking volumes exactly i think it's because like the rumors were part of it and like our customers they were just they were terrible and it's just like when you're at a fast food, there's only one thing that's like really keeping you from staying. It's either really good coworkers or really good customers. It's never not pay. both at the same time. Not the pay. The pay's trash. Like, <laughs> do you ever get good customers? Because to me, it seems like that they're non-existent. <laughs> we sometimes do. Like, I have like my fair share of regulars who are really nice, but. The ones who are unhinged, bat crazy, it's like, yeah. they just shine so much more than a good right. customers <laughs> that it's like, eventually, it's not worth staying for just the good customers, if that makes any sense. What's like the worst customer experience you've ever had? The worst customer experience? Oh, man. So this is the same place where I was promoted to be a supervisor for two months. And this customer comes up to me. And they're like, so kid, we someone needs to clean the washroom because there's poop everywhere. And I'm like, what do you mean? There's poop everywhere. And I and they're like, there's poop everywhere. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? 
I asked my manager, like, hey, there's poop everywhere, apparently. What do I do? And they're like, okay, just go to the washroom, see what they mean by poop everywhere. I go to the washroom. But what they mean by poop everywhere. There's poop on the floor, on the sink, on the ceiling, on the wall, everywhere but the toilet. The toilet's perfectly clean, but like like, poop everywhere else. And it was so disgusting and nasty. Like I could smell it before I opened the door. It was that bad. Man. Was it like, okay, maybe I don't want to know, but I just need a visual. Was it like poop? Like, in its already, you know, circular form? Or was it, like, smeared? It was smeared. Oh, so that I mean, means someone had to have used their hands or something, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, I think that's what, like, they used their hands. It's probably someone who was very unwell. Because yeah, we yeah. were also near a hospital, and we get a lot of, like, you know, people it, coming it in yeah. out of the hospital yeah. and so I'm just sitting there like okay well I'm not going to be one-on-one cleaning this because it's not in my job description so I'm like I call up my manager again I'm like so what they mean by poop everywhere it's everywhere but the it's, toilet it's, what they mean is it's actually poop it's everywhere. actually <laughs> everywhere because sometimes you'll have customers exaggerating it's everywhere and it's just like this one teensy tiny yeah. place so they're like okay well go clean it and I'm like no I'm not cleaning it and they're like, well, someone has to clean it. And I'm like, I'm not making any of my coworkers clean that. You have to call in someone. So I was fighting with my manager for a bit because I'm like, yeah, it's not in my job description. I shouldn't be able to do that. Like, I, like if I went in to clean, I could get sick. Someone else could get sick. Like, you and it's don't just gross. It's, it's just, just disgusting. Like the smell, yeah. like I almost threw up when I went in. It was just so bad. So after like bantering back and forth, they finally called someone to just come and clean they were really mad at me the next day but i did not care dude i don't blame i i if someone had told me clean this up i would have quit on the spot i'm like i was so close i was actually (laughs) so close to quitting on the spot because like they kept pushing it they're like they were just like like you know using like that tone going oh and like yeah yeah there's too much trouble just someone you do it you know yeah exactly and they're like you know you're already there like you know and i'm like oh hell no (laughs) Wait, okay, so the customer told you there was poop everywhere. Was he saying it in, like, a tone that was like, hey, uh, so there's poop everywhere? Or was yeah, he like, yeah, there's... he was saying it like that. So that's why when I'm like, okay. Like, he's, he was like, oh, yeah, so there's, like, poop everywhere with, like, a smile on his face. And he's, like, trying to be <laughs> Wait, nice about why it. Why was he so, like, calm about it, though? <laughs> he has, like, a little kid next to him as well. Oh, okay, okay. He's probably trying not to, like, freak his kid out then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I think. But just, like, the way he said it, I couldn't take him seriously. So I was like, okay. Yeah. When he says poop everywhere and I see this little kid, maybe he means like this one spot. I don't think it was the kid that did it though, because they were like, Yeah, we walked in, it was just everywhere. I'm like, Oh, I feel so bad for them. I'm like, Yeah, so hey, there's there's kind of some shit over there. Do you want to take a look? Like, oh my god, bless bless that man. Bless the person who came in to clean it. Like I felt so Bless bad them. for the Dude, they need a whole raise. Like, oh my gosh. Did you I see wish. their reaction when they went in? <laughs> um, they look pretty apathetic about it. I think they're used to it. So, I mean, janitors probably have been through the worst of the worst. Yeah, so honestly. That's probably nothing new to them. Man, it's just, I could not believe it. Like, it, it just sounds like something right out of a show. Like, Literally. There's poop everywhere. Okay, what do you mean everywhere? What do you mean <laughs> What do you everywhere? mean everywhere? You mean like... <laughs> was this the men's bathroom? It was the men's washroom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
So, but also you couldn't have cleaned it because you're a girl, right? Well, is, aren't there rules about that? Like a girl's clean girl's bathroom and then oh, vice I don't versa? know because like for our chores, like before we go on our breaks, we have to check the washrooms and clean them. Oh, like, okay. yeah, the guys would go into the girls and like you know vice versa. But this is like in the middle of the day though, so there's still like customers going yeah, in and out, right? Yeah, so that's the why middle I'm like of the day. <laughs> I'm just here like, oh, so sorry guys, washroom is um don't definitely go closed. In there. Do not go in there. <laughs> Put the hazard sign, like the toxic skull symbols. Yeah. This is actually the perfect segue into my next horror story. <laughs> So, speaking of poop everywhere... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. So, as you guys know, I work at camp in the summer, and we get some kids who aren't potty trained. And so, we had this one kid who their parents warned us, hey, yeah, just so you know, they are not potty trained. You need to, like, remind them to use the bathroom and stuff. Otherwise, they will just go. And... um we're like, okay, but you know, you're dealing with 40 kids at a time. Sometimes you forget these little details and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so throughout the day, we would have kids coming up to me saying, there's poop on the floor. And I'm like, what? And I didn't, I, you know, you're like, oh, this kid's like five. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And they see like a, like a little brown thing. They assume it's poop, right? So I go to check it out just for laughs and giggles. It's poop. It's actually <laughs> poop. But the, the thing was, it was such a weird consistency. Like, it looked like a round brownie. It was so, like, it was, like, hard. And I, I'm like, I'm not sure if this is poop. This is, this doesn't make sense to me. So I call over my coworkers. I'm like, hey, can you guys come check this out? Like, just, do you think this is poop? So all of us are just gathered around this one little, dr- like, dropping. It wasn't a little dropping. It was, like, a huge, like, when I say a brownie, a size of a cookie, it was like that. We're all looking at it. We're like... Okay, I don't know what it is, but I do not want to be next to that. <laughs> so we, like, lead the kids away, and every time a kid comes up, we're, they're like, is that poop? We, like, we're, we're like, kind of, I don't want to say gaslighting, but we're like, no, that's not poop. Just ignore it. It's, like, a cookie or whatever. <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do to keep the kids away. And then this con- happens continuously throughout the day. So at one point, another kid comes up to me. You know, there's poop all over. I worked in, a like, a big dome, so it was, like, a huge soccer arena, right? And it was a huge, huge space, lots of space to secretly go pooping around. And um, this other kid comes up to me. He's like, hey, there's poop behind the shed. But he said it so, like, calmly. It's like, like your customer, yeah. basically. <laughs> Th- this kid was like, hey, there's poop behind the shed. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I go over and I check. And this one's even gross because it's, like, several droppings. Like, it literally looked like geese shit. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and then, again, I call over my coworkers. We all take a look at it. We're like, what is this? And then I'm like, okay, this is, like, gross. This is really bad. And my boss happened to be there. So she, like, bless her, she offered to pick it up. She got a plastic bag. She picked up the poop one by one individually and stuff. But you had to have been there. The consistency was not normal. I'm like, I cannot believe this came out of a human. And at another point, uh, we knew who it was. We knew who the kid was. The kid, <laughs> the kid would be sitting down. He would sit down for lunch. One second, he would stand up, and there would be just a brown thing right there. So we're like, did it just fall out of his pants? Like, how <laughs> does that How does that happen? Oh, my gosh. It was, it was pretty disgusting. And then the rest of the day, or the rest of the week that he was there, actually, because when campers come, they stay um, a full week. The whole week, we would, you know, try to do subtle reminders to go to the bathroom. 
So we'd be like, okay, everybody, let's all go to the bathroom now. Because if we called out this one kid, he would be, you know, embarrassed because he knew that he had accidents and stuff. So he didn't want to be singled out. Um, so the rest of the week was just <laughs> very focused. And whenever we had a poop accident, we would say code brown. And then whenever someone said code brown, it would just like send us all into giggles because we knew what that meant. <laughs> I'll say another quick anecdote also related to poop. Oh, right. So, <laughs> okay, so... Um, at my camp, we would do water games, and it was just like a little, you know, we would have water guns, we had a slip and slide, a really sad slip and slide, but, you know, water games regardless, and um, it was like a hassle trying to get all 40 kids to change in the bathroom and then leave, like, it was just super tedious, but we finally did it, and so we're getting all the kids changed back into their regular clothes, and then this one kid comes up to me and is like, my shirt's in the toilet. I'm like, what do you mean it's in the toilet? And they're like, go look, it's in the toilet. Someone put it in the toilet. So I go inside the boys' bathroom, and I'm in one of the stalls. There, His shirt is in there. It was very clearly inside the toilet bowl. But there was also, like, so much poop inside. And, and then I go out, and I'm like, hey, you know, insert name here. Hey, so, yeah, I see your shirt, but there's a lot of poop there. Do you still want it? But, yeah, this one kid is like, I need my shirt. And I'm like, I really don't want to get it for you. <laughs> but he was so adamant about, like, I need the shirt. My mom my mom just got me the new shirt. She's going to be so mad. So I'm like, okay, okay. So then I grab some gloves from the first aid kit. And I just reach in there. And I grab it. And it was the most disgusting experience of my entire life. I grab it. And, of course, it's drenched in urine. It's drenched in in poop and um i go to rinse it out in the sink and the whole time i'm like holding it at arm's length like trying to you know put my nose to my shirt and stuff trying to block oh the smell out God. and then I, I wrap it in a plastic bag and i tie it up and i give it to the kid and i'm like here you go <laughs> and then he's like thanks and then he puts it in his bag just shoves it in there he doesn't even like think twice about the smell or anything and then when the kid's dad goes to pick him up I tell the dad, I'm like, <laughs> bless him for not getting, like, upset. I was like, yeah, so um, we just finished water games, and then I guess some of the other boys were fooling around, but they put his shirt in the toilet, and there was some poop and pee in there. I took it out, don't worry, but when you go home, you might notice there's some poop and pee on his shirt. And the dad's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he, was, he was like, okay. And I'm like, thanks, okay, bye. <laughs> and, then, and then they just left, and I never saw him again. Um, but I can just imagine when he opened the bag, he must have been like, oh, it was so bad. I'm so sorry to any viewers or not viewers, any listeners who have been eating or drinking. <laughs> Maybe I should put like an advisory. Do not eat or drink during this podcast because you will be really disgusted. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Ew. Mm-hmm. It was really, really bad. Yeah. That's so funny how we both have poop stories in, in two very different job sectors. <laughs> very different things i guess poop is a common theme today it's a common occurrence we instead of naming this this title um work stories i just say poop stories stories stories, honestly i have just one left so you can do yours maybe do like your craziest one my craziest craziest one oh man i already used up all my craziest ones i actually have a more wholesome kind of one oh okay creepy kind of one depending on how you view it I will okay. be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. So this one customer walks in and he orders a drink. And he's just like, he's like staring at me for like a solid five minutes after he paid. I'm like, okay, like, you know, some customers do that. 
So I'm like, okay, Do well, they? You, really? Yeah, I guess like they don't know like when they paid. Like, I don't know, man. Customers are just like that. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, you already paid. You can wait over to decide. And he like just like, I don't know. He was just like staring, standing there a little bit longer. And he's like, oh, okay. I like your shirt, by the way. And then he goes over to the side. And I'm like, he likes my shirt. What? We're all, all of the co we're all wearing the same <laughs> It's a uniform shirt. It's, it's a uniform. uniform. <laughs> yeah, it's a uniform. I, I didn't say anything, but like my coworker next to me heard that. And she, she's like, hmm, something's not adding up. Yeah, she just started laughing. And she's like, shirt? We're all wearing the same shirt. <laughs> he can have the shirt if he wants. He just has to apply to work here. <laughs> Was he like an older man? A very older man? No, he's like our age. <laughs> oh, okay. So so then maybe he was trying to flirt? I don't know, man. That's what we think. So he he goes away with his drink. Ten minutes later, he comes back. He orders another small drink. And I'm like, sir, why don't you order like a large one? Because like, you know, you clearly really like this drink. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll just I'll just have another small one. And I'm like, okay, another small one it is. He stands there for five minutes and I'm like, okay, like, you, you know where to pick up aisle thingy is. And he's like, can I have your number? And I'm oh. like, and I'm just so there like, to flirt. and I'm like, no. <laughs> I kind of, I just saw the look in his face. He's just like looking kind of crushed. And I'm like, yeah, Aww. no, I, I don't date customers. Also have a boyfriend, like, <laughs> Was he like cute? I I don't know. Just cause like, uh, I I'm what do you find cute? No, like to, okay, like to you, was he attractive? No, he's just okay. like very like basic looking, like kind of like kind of like See, what but... a lot of guys look like. If that makes any sense, <laughs> he looks like any other guy. Basically, yeah, he looks like any other like guy in the background, you know. Okay, see, I don't really trust your opinion because <laughs> there's so many times where I'm like, oh, that guy's so cute. And you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, because like I look at them and I was like, that's like the you most see. basic looking guy ever. I guess th- I guess that's my type. Was he a white guy? Yeah, he was white. Oh, then there you go. Okay, he was pro- <laughs> it's- okay then. He's probably cute in your eyes, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I have a type. <laughs> But there's like there's like a specific type of like white like okay you know when I say like white guys who very obviously like go for Asian girls there's like a an image that pops into your head do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I so think. that's the type that I'm imagining right now. But I see, I see. I would say the story leans more towards the wholesome side, but the staring a little bit creepy. Yeah, it was very creepy. I'm like, okay, maybe he just doesn't know that he paid. But then the second time it happened, I'm like, okay, maybe he's just like daydreaming or whatever. Like, was he like straight up like just not blinking? Like he was straight up not blinking. Oh, oh, yeah, it okay. was like that. That's why I'm See? like it's borderline creepy. <laughs> that he's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just here like, okay, maybe he's like deep into thought about what he's going to have for dinner or whatever. Sometimes I do that too. Like I just stare in a direction. Mm. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not looking at the person like 10 miles in front of me or whatever. I'm just like thinking. I'm just like, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe he's doing that. But like, I was gonna say like, it's one thing if he's like, maybe on his phone, but every once in a while, he glances up to look at you. No, he was but, not on but his But if phone. he was just, his eyes are trained on you unnerving the entire time that's creepy like that's not a way to get a girl's phone number no <laughs> i was like that's a way, a way to get a number 911 911 <laughs> honestly <sighs> oh man 
<clears throat> okay, I saved my best story for last. This is by far the craziest work story, but also one of the craziest things that's happened to me in general um, so far in my 22 years of life. I think I've told you the story, so just um, nod when it starts to become familiar. <laughs> okay, so I, for some context, uh, we were playing water games outside, uh, but a bunch of the other kids were already dried off inside. They were watching a movie. I was with the last of like the six kids outside, so we were starting to clean up. My coworker comes in, and I could tell something was wrong. She's like, Jenny, I need your help right now. And she was looking very panicked. And I'm like, I can't just leave these kids. And she's like, oh, never mind, I'll get someone else. But, you know, I'm the, I was a team leader, so, like, all problems should have came to me. Um, I was, like, the person to deal with them. But, you know, she was like, oh, no, it's okay. So I actually had no idea what was going on. Um, a few minutes go by. Uh, the coworker, my other coworker that she had called for help instead, comes out. Again, she's like very panicked. She's like, Jenny, you need to come now. I'll stay with these guys. I'm like, okay. So I walk inside the building. As soon as I step in, I hear bloody murder screaming. <gasps> this little boy screaming at the top of his lungs. And I look over, and this sounds familiar to you now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, an- again, for context at work, it's inside this like dome and so to enter the dome you need to go through this revolving door kind of like the um the ones in fancy hotels or restaurants it's the ones that revolve and it's really heavy so it's not like it can just you know you can't just like jerk it back so but this kid's arm was stuck in the door and he's screaming he's screaming screaming like it hurts it hurts so bad and i was like oh my god this has never happened before so me and my coworker, we try to pull backwards to loosen the grip on the door but it would not budge because it was a heavy ass door and it was like full-on metal like whatever material it was I don't know um and then my coworker, the first one who came out she was like do you want me to call 911 and I was like yeah call 911 so call 911 uh the paramedics are on their way the police are on their way whole time we're like trying to scramble all other 39 children into this one room to watch a movie and the whole time it's it's chaos okay because think of this one kid screaming bloody murder all the and the other kids were not that far away we didn't have anywhere for them to go except for that one room so they could hear this kid screaming and all of them are trying to poke their head out trying to see what's wrong and then we're just like no don't look don't look just sit down watch the movie by then paramedics are coming in uh, police are coming in. They're questioning me because I'm the team leader. And I was like, yeah, he, he got his arm stuck in the door. And they're asking me, like, do you have any number for maintenance or whatever? And I'm like, I can go check. I'm running back and forth between buildings. There's no janitor. There's no maintenance guy. Um, and, and this was around 3.50 p.m. And pickup time is at 4 p.m. So parents were starting to file in. And I was praying that this kid's parents would not come in. Because imagine they come in, it's like, hey, I'm here for my kid. Oh, yeah, he's uh, right here, just kind of stuck with his arm (laughs) in the door. Screaming bloody murder. Yeah, (laughs) screaming how much he's in pain. And I forgot to mention this part, but so you know how in revolving doors, there's like quarter sections, right? Yes. So because his arm was stuck, there was another kid in another section, and he could not get out. Because he was stuck in there, right? Because we couldn't push forward, obviously, because we'd crush the poor kid's arm. We couldn't pull back because it was too heavy. So there's actually two kids screaming and crying. like. And then at one point, we're like, okay, let's try to get scissors and cut out the foam parts. But it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Um, thankfully, the paramedics came, like, really quickly. And they managed to get one of those, like, levers. And they um, propelled it back. So the kid got his arm out. He was perfectly fine, but he was still very, like, shaken up. And so he was, like, in the ambulance, just, like, talking with the paramedics and stuff as they were trying to calm down. Um, and then because that was a very serious incident, 
uh, I had to call the kids' parents, and then the p- kids' parents came, and then I had to say myself, "Hey, yeah, so this is this is what happened." Thankfully, uh, the kids' dad, who already did not like us, based on other incidents which we'll not get into, <laughs> but this we already had a bad reputation with this kids' dad, and he was not a very nice person. Thankfully, he I thought he was gonna scream at me and like you know yell and stuff. He was surprisingly calm about it. I was like. Okay, yeah, he got his arm stuck in the door. I'm so sorry. There was nothing we could have done because it was just a matter of timing. Uh, but we try to be very careful with these things. That the dad was like, "Oh, okay," but he got very mad at my boss, so he yelled at my boss, and then she yelled at us. So oh, we did get man. in trouble in the end. Um, and yeah, the co- the cops were really nice though. They came up to me and they were like, "Hey, props on you for handling the situation really well. You handled the whole thing really well. You stayed calm. You did what you had to do. Good job." And I was like, "Thanks." And I was like on the verge of tears because it was just oh. super like overwhelming and chaotic and like that was the second time in my life I've ever had to call 911 actually. So it was my whole first time like, you know, seeing cops come in and that. I was like, it was interesting, but it could have been oh, yeah. worse. But it also could have been better. Um, and then after that, we had to take the door as a precaution. And, and that's literally the only door that you could use to get into the dome. Um, so after that, it had to be like, okay, only one kid at a time through the door. So every single time we had to go through the revolving door, um, we had to like one of me or the other counselors, we had to be in there with them spinning it. So it would be like one of us spinning like 20 times in a row <laughs> to like get the next kid through the revolving door every single time someone had to use a bathroom or we went outside to play a game or we went outside to eat lunch snack whatever became very tedious but it was a necessary safety precaution so that is my craziest story <laughs> by yeah. far oh yeah that yeah. tops everything having to call the cops the paramedics yep. the whole nine yards yep 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 <sighs> oh man kids they're interesting fellas and it's like I don't even know what you could have done to like prevent that situation like we're we're usually very careful like we have somebody stand by the door but it was literally like it all happened so fast I didn't see it but the coworker who did she said he was in the revolving door and then last minute he turned around to go get something right so mm-hmm. you know technically it was the kid's fault because we didn't know he was going to turn around he turns around and then his door gets jammed because the other kids there's another kid in there pushing forward and then it's stuck Right? Oh, yeah. They're pushing. Yeah. They're pushing. Yeah. But then the other kids like turned around and exactly. he doesn't know what's going on. So poor like kid. literally we literally could not have done anything about that. It was just a matter of poor timing. Exactly. If I remember correctly, I don't know if you want to share, but wasn't there an incident that was very similar to this one right after? Right after? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. <there is. laughs> Do you want to share that one yeah. as well? Okay, I will. So, um, I I forgot I told you this. Yeah. So a few weeks later, um, we're we're all inside the dome this time, and then exact same thing happens, but with a different kid. Kid goes into the door, turns around. Wait, I forgot something. And then his his ankle gets caught in the door. He starts screaming bloody murder. Me and my coworkers look at each other. We give each other this look. We give each other this look. She has her phone out. She's like, 911. I'm like, yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. there was like no, there was like no need for like a conversation. It was just like, call 911 again. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I guess when the first time it happened, when they used the lever to prop the door backwards, I think it loosened something. So me and my, and the other coworker, we're trying to pull the door back again, but this time we could actually budget. 
So and then so the kid's screaming. He's screaming, 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 and then all of a sudden he stops. He's like, Wait, that feels better. <laughs> and then and then me and my coworker look at each other, we're like, Oh, okay. So we pull it again enough that he can take his foot out. And my the other girl who was calling nine one one we're like, no, he's it's good. He's his foot's out. She's like, oh, okay, never mind. We got it out. So then she had to cancel nine one one. But it was this whole like, and then oh. our boss, our boss had to come again because any tiny thing that happens like that, we need to run it through our manager and our supervisor and our boss. Um, but the kid was very shaken up. Again, like he just had like some redness on his ankle. But we gave him some ice, and he called his dad. He was like, I want to go home. Like that really scared me. And then the dad was like, super. Their dad was really nice about it. They were like, hey, listen, thanks so much for being there for my son. Like, I, I get it. Accidents happen. Don't worry about it. As long as he's okay. And then the kid ended up staying the whole day. So, but we had to, like, comfort him because he was really shaken up about it. Aww. But You guys but, did yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that it was just, like, I, we were all in shock. We're like, I cannot believe this happened again. And again, then, like, right? Again. We're like, okay, that was a one-in-a-lifetime experience, like, nothing's gonna top that it happened again what do oh, you know yeah. when you told me like oh yeah by the way it happened again i'm like jenny what do you mean happened <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if like we had to go the whole nine yards again though with the paramedics and oh, the cops my God. And, uh, <laughs> and i'm i'm gonna be working there again this summer so it might happen again yeah who knows it we'll just stay might... tuned <laughs> stay tuned guys to see if <laughs> oh my gosh i can't oh no <laughs> At least we, it was a different kid this time. Imagine. Oh my gosh! Imagine if it was like kid. the next day or like the same kid or something. <laughs> like that kid's got bad luck, though. <laughs> yeah, literally. I remember, like after those two incidents, uh, all of us, our whole team, was like super, super, like strict with the door. Anytime a kid whipped through it, even like a second too fast, we're like, "Stop that! You don't do that!" Like, do you know why this is so dangerous? <laughs> you don't do that. We were, and, and then every all the kids were like, "Why are you so freaked out? It's just a door." We're like, "Trust us. You don't want to know." You don't want this is no. very dangerous. <laughs> it's just a door. Oh, they don't know anything. <laughs> I know a lot of people who get freaked out by revolving doors, actually. Apparently, it's like a scary, a scary thing. I wonder if that happened to them as kids. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> it's like a trauma response or yeah, something. Yeah, and then they just don't remember because it was like so long ago. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fear they have that they're going to get like stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, though. Yeah, it does make sense. Do you have any other last-minute stories you want to share? Yes, it can be actually. Wholesome too. Speaking of the cops, I actually did have to call the cops one time while. Oh I was my working. gosh, we're like bouncing off each other so well. It's like speaking of poop, speaking of this, speaking See, of yeah. It's just even though we work in like completely different sectors, it's just like a lot of them they just intersect kind yeah, of. Yeah, they kind of intersect with each yeah. other because we're both dealing with people. And when yeah, you deal with people. When you deal with people, people, there's gonna be consequences. <laughs> Man, when I tell you, like, people, jobs where you have to deal with children, people in general, that's the most interesting job you will ever get. Like, a hundred percent. Like, I recommend it, especially if you're, like, starting out. It's, like, your first job or second job, even. Like, I recommend that you actually start, like, out in fast food or working kids or, like, something to do with people because it really builds on your communication skills, on how you handle your stress. Yeah. Like now that like stressful things happen to me at work, I'm like, oh, I'm not even stressed up by it. Like I've had worse, like, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. It's like nothing can top <laughs> nothing this. Nothing can top this. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So back onto the start that I was gonna talk about. So we actually got robbed at one of the stores. And it wasn't like a cash robbery kind of thing. It was like weird, right? 
only the employees were robbed. So like not the cash registers or anything. They went through the back door because someone didn't lock the back door after they took out the trash. So they were able to sneak in. And on camera, when my manager was looking through it, one of the supervisors was actually pretty close to finding them. Like they were like this close. They were just like right in the other room, like right beside it. But, oh my god. But he just like left right after and they were able to like sneak past him. And they went through the employee lockers. They took wallets, phones, anything valuable, coats even, and they just like ran out. Now, my phone, it was like right out on the table. It wasn't in the locker. And they didn't even touch it. So at first we were all skeptical. They're like, okay, maybe it was an act of violence. Maybe they only targeted these specific employees because, you know, Lena's stuff is fine. Like <laughs> I had nothing in my locker other than my phone, but my phone was out on a table and they didn't even touch it, which was weird. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I had to call the cops because they're like, you know, they're freaking out. My coworkers are freaking out. They're like, oh yeah, like I lost my wall, lost my phone. How am I going to get home? Like things like that. So I had to call the cops and there were only four of us in the store and we're dealing with customers at the same time. So it was only one other person working and I'm like, I have to go calm these other two coworkers down. I have to call my manager at the same time. After I called my manager, I had to call the police and they were just like asking for information. They were like, okay, let, me, let us check over the cameras. What did they look like? What time did it happen? Like asking like all of these information. Then they grabbed my coworkers side and like start asking them like personal information. Like, oh yeah, what kind of stuff was stolen? What was your name? Like what store number is this? Like things like that. And it was just like, everyone was so like shook about it. Cause they're like, you know, all their stuff is gone. And then we, they were like looking around the store and then we found their wallet in the trash can, like where we usually go to take out the trash and like their cash and credit cards gone from there. Only thing left in there is like their ID. And it's like, well, at least they didn't take your ID, but man, damn, at least the cops are really nice about it though. They were like so professional and like nice and on top of things. Like it made me feel calm about it. Like I would have been a hundred percent freaking out with my coworkers if the cops weren't calm about it as well i mean i mean the cops have to be right because like they probably dealt with they're trained to do this kind of stuff i would hope so (laughs) they probably dealt with a lot of robberies in their time i assume oh yeah it was just such a weird robbery though because we're like okay out of all the things to rob in the store you target the employee stuff like there's like cash registers that like unattended for a while you could like 100 percent just like take those but like, no. It, it makes it seem super, like, personal. Like, is there someone following me? Like, why my stuff? Exactly, 100%. That's why it felt like a personal thing. Like, they were, like, yeah, really like scared a stalker. about it. Exactly. Yeah. And especially because, like, my stuff was, like, not taken at all. So they were like, huh, huh, why is Lita's stuff not touched at all? Was so, yours the only one mine untouched? Mine was the only one untouched. Did they ever catch the guy? They did not catch the guy, unfortunately. Damn. They were able to find his last location because they used uh, my coworker's credit card on a 7-Eleven off of like uh, far away town. And they were like, oh, okay, well, 7-11. he's over here now. Yeah, 7-Eleven, like right after. And we we're like, oh, okay, well, he's over here now. He stole a car. So now we got to oh find him. Oh, my God. Him. Yeah, it's You're... like a whole like thing. And I'm like, wow, I thought you just stole cash and, well, and like got out of there. But no, they're like, you know taking cars and stuff as well i'm like wow but apparently a car was stolen and it's just like crazy stuff and the police got back in touch with us like after even like after a month has passed and they're like yeah just like checking scrolling through kijiji to make sure that your phones aren't on there 
because what happens with these types of robberies is that if your phone was taken chances are they're gonna resell it like sell it you know stuff like that for cash and just like yeah we never caught those two dudes scary they're still somewhere out there yeah they're still somewhere out there maybe in guatemala who knows (laughs) (laughs) that could be anywhere that's your poor co-workers though like i can imagine how terrifying that must be exactly and they were like both of them were people of color as well so we thought oh yeah yeah exactly because like my other co-worker he didn't have anything it's just like yeah he didn't bring his phone wallet no nothing so it's just like nothing there for him and, like, my stuff was, like, untouched. So it's just, like, oh, man, was this, like, a terrorism kind of thing? Like, you know, what was going on? Mm. Man. See, with these, like, kind of situations, you never think it's going to happen to you. You know, like, you hear about robberies and you're, like, that seems so far away. And then it happens to you. Exactly. And funnily enough, I imagine, like, a robbery completely different in my head. I thought it'd be, like, oh, yeah, put your hands up. I right, right. Thing. Like, they have masks. They have big-ass machine guns. Like, oh, yeah. But these guys, they had, like, hostage no... situation. Oh, yeah, hostage situation. Kind of thing. <laughs> and these guys, like, they weren't even wearing a mask when you saw them on camera. So, like, we could see their full face, like, everything. They had, like, it didn't look like they had any weapons on them. But it was just like they were so like diligent about it, like so sneaky. Like that's even scarier. My coworker, I'm like, wow, they act- they're actually smart about it, you know? That's even scarier when they're like, you know, that smart. Exactly, and we're just like wondering, like, how how did they, did they even- do it? Yeah, how and- did they do it? How did they figure out that we left like the back door and open? Like, did they just like walk around and find Maybe a just, like, back they just- door? Like- Maybe, yeah. Also, what a bold move to do it without any kind of disguise, because now your face is out there. Exactly. Like, now the police know what you look like, so. Exactly. I think it was a spur of the moment kind of thing, because, like, that was the only time we ever left the back door open, because someone took up the trash, and they forgot to unlock the door. It was, like, the only time. The one time. The one time. The one time. The one time. Always the one time. Oh, yeah, I got in trouble over it the next day. They were like, why did you lock the back door? Like, you know, you're the supervisor here. You train these people. You should have known. And I'm like, oh, Like, come on. Like, the door was, like, closed. It wasn't, like, propped open or anything. Like, how did they know? Like, you know, (laughs) you don't don't go to a random store to the back door and be like, oh, does this door open? Oh, it's open. Let's (laughs) do stuff. Like, you don't do that. Like, what are the chances? (laughs) I don't know, but you, Lena, but I had so much fun talking with you as always. And I've learned a lot about you. <laughs> Honestly, if there's one thing I learned, it's wow. I, you, you, damn. <laughs> like you, you've been through a lot. I didn't say the same to you, Jenny. I'm like, okay, kids, like, you know, I know that they're screaming gremlins, but like, how, how much worse can it get? Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot worse than I thought. <laughs> Uh, you know what I love like jobs that shape you into the person you are today like honestly some of my best experiences in in life my best experiences in life have come from my jobs also my worst experiences but you know it makes you who you are so a hundred percent like if I could go back in time and do it all over again I would (laughs) can't relate (laughs) can't relate you don't want to go back in time uh no I think I want to move forward (laughs) okay fair enough yeah (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you again. Bye. Bye.